You got a real professional setup there. If only he'd watch the movies. Then it would matter. Okay, now I'm on. Think I'm about on good. Okay. Think about how much money you spent on those extra microphones that you belabor the point about a dollar ninety nine rental. No, it was coming to the. I, I have this microphone, which is this glorious fuzzed out mm-hmm. uh, blue penis looking thing in my mouth, yeah. uh, and uh, um, the computer microphone. So it was going to the computer okay. microphone. I didn't want that because I can't. I'm a stickler for audio. You know, when Jared speaks, I have to fast forward. No, when I fucking speak, sounds like he's at a dungeon. Because you you'd, you'd be quiet. <laughs> the problem is uh, in the edit that Hyros, uh, just the visual cue of it is that Hyros is there's not even a spike when Hyros speaks. It's just this huge block, and then when Jared <laughs> speaks, it's a it's a, a slight like heartbeat, a tremor, a uh, death rattle. You, you know that could be fixed, right? Uh, your version of it <laughs> blows out speakers. Like you have this like very fake like crank the volume up uh, feature, uh, which we've talked about before. It's the uh, the coming and goings of Hiro. Whenever he's about to speak, you hear his breath come into the mic. Uh, like an airplane uh, coming in, and then when he leaves, it's the the, the coughing and hacking, and then it's complete <laughs> silence. It's, it's, it, I'm guessing it's you like moving in and out of the microphone because as soon as you back up a certain distance, it goes completely silent. Right. Which is Jared's audio tracking when he's speaking, mostly silent. It's, yes. Uh, it's completely up. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, it is. Your mouth has to be closer to the mic, Jared. Just like this. Uh, well, <laughs> he's also trying to get you to uh, lean closer so we can see Elizabeth Shue's breast uh, from your. Uh, there we go. That's correct. Oh, gaming effect. chair. Yeah. Gaming chair blocked it. That's what you get. That digits, baby. Yeah, what a surprise. What's wrong? I was talking to beautiful brunette baby. Look, she didn't like me. Okay, I'm mean, a fool of myself. Baby, don't talk that way. You're right. so you're so money and you don't even know it. That's what I keep trying to tell you. You're so money. Could you not mess with me right now? Baby, we're not we're messing not. with you. We're not. Don't you are like a big bear with with, with claws and with fangs. With fucking teeth, yeah, man. With fucking teeth on you. She's just like this little bunny who's just kind of cowering in the corner. Shivering. Yeah, man. Just kind of you, you know, you got these claws and you're staring at these claws, man. And you're thinking to yourself, with these claws, you're thinking, man, how am I supposed to kill this bunny? And you're how am I supposed at it, to kill man. this you're bunny? Yeah, at it. you're not hurting it. You're just kind of gently batting the bunny around. You know what I mean? And the bunny's scared, Mike. The bunny's scared of you. And you got shivering. You got these fucking claws and these fangs, man. And you're looking at your claws and you're looking at your fangs. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know how to kill the bunny. With this, you don't know how to kill the bunny. Do you know what I mean? You're like a big bear, man. So you're not just like fucking. No, I'm not fucking with you. Honestly, Mike, I'm telling you, you're money. You're so fucking money. All right, I want you to go over to that girl and I want you to get those digits. You're money. Come here a second. Listen to me. Now look it. When you go up to talk to her, man, I don't want you to be the guy in the PG-13 movie. Everyone's really hoping makes it happen. I want you to be like the guy in the rated R movie. You know, the guy you're not sure whether or not you like yet. You're not sure where he's coming from, okay? You're a bad man. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Bad man. Oh, so, Jared. The irony of this horrible situation. We were talking swingers today. Why no swingers background? No Vince Vaughn? No love for John Favre? There we go. All right. There it is. A YouTube channel that doesn't exist. Uh, everything is as it should be right now. Hey. Jared is so money as he's going into Vegas right now in between his two buddies there. 
Mm-hmm. This is a hard one for me to talk about because it's one of my favorite rewatches. Like I've probably we always seen this. do poorly when we like the movie. <laughs> so I, I thought I'd, I'd open with a shot uh, against this movie, and I don't know what your all's history is with it. Like, Hyrule, when did you first watch Swingers? I'm assuming as men, this is not like something new to us here. Of men of a certain age, that is. I've seen it a lot of times, but I caught up to it late, probably just before I started podcasting, give or okay. take. So, I mean, you, know, you so... had almost like 20 years in there, I guess, right about. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, sooner than that. I saw it on uh, VHS or like uh, cable, whenever it was on HBO or something. I caught up with it. So I uh, I don't think I was aware of it, but it was just one of those accidental sort of watches. Because honestly, looking at the... Uh, the poster, uh, the title, uh, this looked like something that would have no appeal to me at all. I don't know if Jared maybe as more of a functioning alcoholic, uh, like seeing Vince Vaughn uh, mm. holding out a, a martini uh, to him, but it, it didn't initially look like something I'd want to see as a teenager. 96, not yet. I think I really broached the uh, the world of alcohol in about 2001, so that that hadn't quite... Uh... <laughs> you weren't that far off. Like no, still... I mean, not terribly far off. <laughs> you're but still yeah, in high I mean... school when you're like, that oh, was yeah. when I became an alcoholic. Was senior We've year had this school. discussion before where I get depressed. <laughs> like where he has like... a day marked on the calendar? <laughs> <laughs> once My it, anniversary. Once it got over that mark of like I've drank more years than I've, uh, you know, like the halfway point of my life... <laughs> I've had more years drinking than I've not. Mm. So, so my shot to the movie is that I feel like coming to it late helped because I can imagine in 1996, uh, this was like a breakout, uh, indie hit, an indie darling. But if you came to it, maybe six months after the fact, uh, you have been sick of hearing the, you're so money, uh, all of the catchphrases that uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, has uh, trying to hype up uh, John Favreau, and the, which is basically the only discernible plot to this movie is just uh, constantly being the uh, wingman to Favreau, who is uh, brokenhearted and uh, sad sack, sad bastardness. But if you came a little bit later, maybe it's uh, you know, especially once you get further out from uh, the swing music that came and went like very quickly in the mid '90s, <laughs> as far as crossing over the mainstream. Uh, I think it became uh, viewable again and humorous. But it made me think of uh, Entourage on HBO, which was very successful. Uh, and there are some key differences now. Like Entourage is about the successful and the already established and the rich and the hangers-ons. <laughs> and these are about guys right. who are basically never worse. Uh, I mean, at least for the runtime of the movie, we don't see them have much success other than Vince Vaughn getting laid. But as far as professionally, uh, they're the guys trying to break into Hollywood that no one's really paying attention to. But for a time, Entourage was like a hip show that was cool. And then, like most most characters that go on for too long, uh, Kevin Smith has talked about, it's like Jay and Silent Bob. There comes a point where you don't want to hear the catchphrases anymore, and you start to hate these characters that you once loved. I'm wondering if uh, that would have happened to Swingers if it was not such a, what's well, like a 90-minute movie, and it's just like this brief blip. But if you had to spend any more time with Trent and Double Down, uh, would these characters become despicable? Jared, I'll go to you first because I'm assuming you're going to say yes, very much so. 
Well, of course I'm going to say yes, because you're the biggest uh, perpetrator of the whole thing. Uh, our entire youth has been mm. me lamenting uh, some woman that has blown me mm. off. And you don't know, baby. You don't know how <laughs> money you are. I've heard this a thousand fucking times before I even watched the movie. Now, Jared, like, in fairness right. to me, the line I uh, rip off the most is you bring something nice to wear. That's the one that tickles me the most. Mm. Pre-Vegas. They all tickle you pretty, you know. Vince Vaughn's a great guy. Pretty... He's He's what every man should be in this film. You got these claws. I, I didn't even know what the fuck you were talking about until, I mean, I hadn't even watched the movie yet. You got these claws, dude. I'm looking at you like you're, you're a crazy person. It uh, rings a little bit different when Vince Vaughn's the one delivering it. Maybe. I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I definitely understand John Favreau's uh, uh, viewpoint in the movie. Uh, sometimes you just want silence <laughs> to wallow in your misery. I'll pay you a compliment, Jared. You've never been this much of a sad bastard. If anything, the uh, closest character to wow. you. You're, you're a sad bastard, but not this that's much a, of a sad John Favreau is pretty extreme, this instance. I would say Jared's more of like a Ron Livingston type. Like, it is what it is. It happens. Pluto? Is he Pluto or Goofy? Uh, I don't think he gets Goofy, right? He's up for Goofy. He eventually, he eventually he makes fun of Goofy and then eventually laments that, man, that would have been a great <laughs> job. Taken from him. Yeah. I would have loved to have been Goofy. I mean, you're telling me that your life sucks. That means my life is god-awful, you know? Part of the reason that I moved out here is because I saw how well you were doing, and I figured that if you could make it, then I could make it too. I didn't make it. You got an agent. You got in the unions. You know, that's your problem, is that you... You don't look at the things that you have. You only look at the stuff that you don't have. Those guys are right about you, your money. And why won't she call She won't call because you left. She's got her own life to deal with, man, and that's in New York. All right? And she's a sweet girl, and I love her to pieces, but fuck her, man. You got to get on with your life. You got to let go of the past. And Mikey, when you do, I'm telling you, the future is beautiful. All right? Look out the window. It's sunny every day here. It's like manifest destiny. Don't tell me we didn't make it. We made it. We are here. And everything that has passed is prologue to this. All of the shit that didn't kill us is only... You know, all that shit. You're gonna get over it. How did you get over it? I mean, how, how long did it take? I don't know. Sometimes it still hurts. You know how it is, man. It's like... You wake up every day and it hurts a little bit less, and then you wake up one day and it doesn't hurt at all. And the funny thing is, is that this is kind of weird, but it's like, it's like you almost miss that pain. You miss the pain? Yeah, for the same reason that you miss her, because you, you lived with it for so long. something all right sure i don't i don't think being ron livingston here is uh is an insult he actually may be the one that comes across as the most normal uh of the entire entire group because he's he's there but he doesn't really get into this or histrionics of uh vince vaughn and company uh hiro is clearly a sue character 
<laughs> See, I'm, I thought I was gonna, you were going to say I was the Trent guy. Oh, now no. I'm Sue, oh, huh? no. De- definitely Sue. I'm the one pulling the gat out, the, the Snoop Dogg videos. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, how dare you message me on the wrong platform? Like, you use Facebook Messenger. Very aggressive. Oh, oh, okay, oh. so I'm trying to stay communicated so that I can schedule properly and I'm not, you know, I'm not late to the party or hold whatever on, hold it on. is. Let me just interrupt here. He wants to schedule properly, Jared. But I bet you he didn't even rewatch Swingers. I bet you this is just coming back from years and years ago. Oh, no, 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 no. I watched it. I actually bought it and watched it, and I have copious notes. Would you like me to read the notes that I took? Just I'm recently. glad you bought this. That will explain your absence in the next episode because you broke the because I couldn't afford <laughs> the that. Bank. I, I used all my money here. <laughs> yes, let's hear some notes on swingers. Uh, so I have. It's amazing how frustrating Favreau is with the ladies. Awkward and always saying the wrong shit. Chance to hook up and he's telling the girl about his ex. Sounds like Jared. No, um, no, Jared. Jared. Okay, so here's a, here's one note that I that. that it goes even further. No, right? she cut me off. So I, he was, interrupts... I was going to defend Jared's honor, and Hyra was not interested. I refuse yeah. that to happen. Mm-hmm. I refu- no, I want not, not, I, I, this is the most important note because this actually refers back to kind of your question about uh, about Favreau's character, right? He, inter- he interrupts him from having sex to go call the ex girlfriend. Well, even right? worse, to go call it, a machine to see if she called. Doesn't even have the stones to call yes. out to her. Just yeah, to see if he has never. a message. But the... I have never done anything so egregious <laughs> to knock a, yes. a fellow friend and... out of. Having sex. Correct. <laughs> and that's why, I mean, like, I would never think Jared would do something that horrible because that's what makes this character almost cartoonish and unwatchable. Mm. Like, it, I love the movie. I think it's fun, just like all the Hang movies that we like. But it's so cartoonishly bad. Like, what human? I can't understand. I mean, a, a serial killer wouldn't do this. Any man that has ever had sex would know. <laughs> Even who hasn't had sex. You would know that that is uh, sacred ground that you are trampling on. Yes. And I <laughs> An have enough love for Jared scene. to think. I would never judge him like that. There's no way that Jared would be that guy. I'm no. glad that that's the uh, barometer. I think Sue would judge you for that. I think he would He would get out those uh, those claws, uh, the, the Panamanian so claws or whatever you've uh, – whatever – racist attack that you've seen that's why jared can't be mike here he can't be john favreau's character because he also fights dirty if jared was going to be (laughs) the no sex uh las vegas incident um in my mind it would just because he got too drunk and passed out on the couch that would be where i would say if jared was not going to do it yeah it would be because of alcohol consumption it would not be because he's on the phone with his calling card (laughs) i i have yes that's 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 a different type (laughs) of depression <laughs> but at least you're happy There's in the moment evidence yeah i'm very happy drinking your drink and drinking everybody's drink God, i'm such an ass vomiting uh, in front of a car <laughs> i did do that as well yes i own up to it um how do you think this one is aged hyro because it's it's based on a trend it's based on a fad that came right. very fast yeah i wonder if the trend because it was so isolated to a very specific time period that in some ways it's game to timelessness because it's not like, uh, you know, I, th- I think of like Cameron Crowe's singles, which was based on the grunge era and grunge had a far, had far more runway, had far more play. So it seems to be about a time period more than this film is because I don't think anyone, it's not just a time period. It's also a location, right? Cause this is a very LA centric right. movie, right? This is all about, it's very, the struggling actor and all that nightlife. You know, I had another note that like, it was more of a mental note. Cause we talked last time about like your, your country upbringing, right? You had the one school, mm-hmm. and this was—I I think this was the day that we waited on Jared, and he never showed up. I think he was—he uh, was drunk oh, on pizza yeah. because the pa- 
the list right. of my sins never stops. Sue. Sue's on the attack again. But I, as I was watching this, I lived this life like these guys. Like, <laughs> oh, here we it, go. It, the Miami version. <laughs> so I grew up in Miami, right? First you and say when you're going to be Trent. And you <laughs> no, not at all. Not I know all. these streets. But <laughs> I was Sue. No, the, hey, let's get together and play video games until about 11. Okay. Then go to the first club, go to the house party, the other stuff. This is very much a early 20s, like 21, 22-year-olds mentality. In, but if, if you transplant the L.A. factor of the acting and all that stuff and put it in Miami, it was the exact same experience that I had. This this movie sort of exemplifies that very brief time in my life, 21, 22, 23, where I was going out every night and you know playing video games and working shitty jobs. But – trying to fake the funk in a suit or whatever it was in Miami. It's a leather rubbery shirt that I used to wear. It was really, so, a, really a nice piece. Somewhere between but, uh, swingers and Scarface, huh? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere right there <laughs> was my life coming up. And so when you ask it, like how it holds up, it, it, it holds up. It kind of like for me as a personal like, sort of time capsule of that era of my life. Um, but like the swing dancing and all this stuff, it's the the like the Birkin, the big fat like you know Doc Brown shoes and that sort of shit. You that stuff uh, can go walking but... around with the the chain hanging out your that chain while it is egregious, okay. sir, horrible yeah. in any era. But you know the I don't focus so much on the time period as much as the experience, and that kind of holds up for me. Like a hang movie does, like the like uh, the baseball movies and and all that stuff. They just kind of attach themselves in that way. Yeah, I would say that's that's probably why it plays uh, to at least myself. I don't even know if Jared likes this movie. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he hates Trent so much. He hates Vince Vaughn that he can't even enjoy this movie. I enjoy Swingers, but I will say uh, maybe this won't be popular opinion. I like Made a lot more. <laughs> so wait, you you want to add dickishness, I want more insanity, dickishness, <laughs> and trolling one another when uh-huh. their their lives are actually in danger? Mm-hmm. Okay. Red Dragon, Red Dragon. <laughs> I haven't seen Made, so all of this is lost on me. You, you get to see, uh, well, a drunken Vince Vaughn. So I guess Jared is now, he's moving the goalposts. He's moving Vince Vaughn closer yeah. to himself. Uh, be drunk on a rant to his friend that's trying to corral him. Uh, and poor Sam Rockwell is the like concierge that comes up because they're making too much noise in the hotel room. And he drunkenly th- throws his drink in Sam Rockwell's face. And then immediately apologizes, but you still have drenched Sam Rockwell. It's just an excuse for... Jared slash Vince to act out while they're drunk uh, and everyone sort of move them from one place to the next. Uh, I, I would, I would agree with Jared that made is more an out and out comedy. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, there's no, well, I guess there's a slight romance angle with uh Hiro's favorite tall woman. Oh yeah. Famke yeah, yeah, yeah. Jansen's in it. Um, and, mm. uh, but it's very coddling young Mike. It's very slight. I'll, I'll say that there's no, there is none of this like pining uh, for a lady. It's just she's kind of there. She's the homestead, uh, if you will. But th- I always thought these type of movies they don't sit as well, with Jared, because I think he he doesn't like those tweeners when it comes to comedies. It's either you're a comedy or not. And sometimes there's long stretches in this film where there's not really any jokes or gags uh, because I think <laughs> like what Hiro said. It's just like 20 minutes of pathetic Favreau and other people trying to pick him up. And I guess if you find that amusing, if you're one of the the trends of the world, maybe you find it hilarious just to see this guy's pain. But your average person may not. uh, And I kind of agree with what Hiro said. You may not even feel sympathetic to the guy. You may just want to not be around this person anymore. 
I will bridge the gap to South America and agree that there are periods where it is hard to pull for Sean Favreau. <laughs> I love that uh, in this uh, super white movie, I believe there's one black character uh, in, the, in the gang. Um, the, yeah, I Jared, Jared brings movie. race into this again. <laughs> Yes. I thought, I yes, thought that does. was hilarious. Like that definitely wouldn't go in this day and age. But you've got one black guy in the whole crew. They're like, oh, you want to pull out a gap? <laughs> you want to act like we're on Con- in Compton? <laughs> Jesus, how far? How far would you go, Mike? Like before you talk? Well, let me actually, Jared. How about this? <laughs> he, he knows if, he's going to get. Michael, he's going to get a better answer here with Jared. He's going to get a more yes. podcast worthy answer. If you're watching your young Michael friend, you know, call a girl nine times on the phone, be pathetic, and constantly need. Like, at what point do you cut bait? Like, at what point do you just like, man, this guy's a fucking sad sack. Like, how? Because Vince Vaughn, everybody is trying to pump this dude up, and it takes a very long time to get it done. Like, I, I, I mean. I've got very close friends, but I've got a threshold as well. Like, all right, you pussy, let's go. Come on, toughen up. uh, There's only so much leading you can do. Uh, I remember at one point Mike brought to me the fact that some uh, Mm. African-American women were into him, and I could not fathom why he (laughs) said... I don't remember that. Please continue. No, no, continue, continue. You don't remember? I uh, I love the story. Some some ladies of color uh mm-hmm. we're into you at sure. uh, the fayette mall oh you're talking about like way before we were swingers age you're talking about like we were teenagers this is like mall rats territory yes young red mike yeah. okay got yeah. it okay here's where we mm-hmm. are sure i do remember this yeah weren't really into it not really and i could not uh, understand I, I don't know i love not this tall enough i, I love where went for this. i don't know <laughs> Well, I'm just letting it breathe. Yeah, what is it? Uh, you know, what is it about me that uh, they they were into, Jared? Like apparently, in this example, you were the Mike, Mike from mm-hmm. Swingers. Mm-hmm. You're just secretly pining away from this this gift that I guess I was just uh, throwing away. My, I don't just know. Throwing throwing it in my. I face. don't know. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know that about you. We we weren't old enough to go to strip clubs. I didn't know your taste. Yet. <laughs> so that was a threshold. You were like. How did you rebound? How did you rebound to the point where now you're, you know, wasting your time on a podcast here that nobody listens to? Wait, who are you? T- who are you directing at? Me, Jared? Jared again? Like, how did you, you know, suffer that indignity from Red Mike, mm. and then now, you know, you've kind of recovered? Because the original question was like, what is? How much is enough? Like, what is the, your breaking point? Clearly, your breaking point was uh, Mike's aversion to anyone, you know, who who is not SPF fifty challenged. You know what I, I like mean? That. <laughs> so how did he bring you back into the fold and say you know what talking to this microphone about uh uh demi moore's terrible dancing over any lennox again wait you're saying this is like a uh hell worthy sin that i just didn't understand why these strange women <laughs> uh exotic women were hitting on me I'm gonna have to go back and play back the SPF line because I'm like, yeah, if I ever get divorced, I'm gonna make sure to put that on an online dating profile. Here's what my my <laughs> likes and dislikes are. Uh, I don't think that's a fair question. You're, wait, how's this me? Like Jared says, he's had enough at the age of like 15 at that level. That, that's a very skewed answer from Jared. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, and, and, and how would Jared take that as an attack on him? Given my, you know. <laughs> 
Like, I didn't know. We didn't. We didn't even have access to like pornography How dare you at that bring point. This to me? <laughs> I feel like a therapist we're, right now. This is perfect. Dial up connection. Dave. You don't need that. Yeah. I don't need a degree. <laughs> I do. Jared, do you this remember the uh, first time? Uh, at least the first time I ever saw pornography. Uh, do you remember this? Oh God! <laughs> it was over at Shane's house. Yeah. yeah. Um, some dude, I guess I won't name him because he's also not in the podcast continuity, um, kept saying it was like a sleepover. This is more like, what did you say? Like stranger things kind of age group level. Like it's like, oh, we were yeah, like kids. We were like 10 or something. Yeah. yeah. Kept saying he was going to bring Godzilla over to watch. And I'm like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Talking about Godzilla all the time. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, why does he keep saying that? And of course the, the Godzilla tape was pornography. And you talk about moving the goalposts. I don't know at what age it's generational, right? When you should see your first porn, like it should probably be up to speed with like the changing tastes, Jared, uh, changing tastes. <laughs> I didn't know about with you, but we should not be looking at pornography as far as what was in, in the late seventies, early eighties, you know, in the early to mid nineties, that should not be happening. That's not a good introduction. I had a discussion with this with uh, Derek, uh, the very same things. Like, I, I don't know when it became common practice, even in youth, to watch porn together. Like, mm. naked women, you know, sure, there's a there's a large industry devoted to that. But, like, actual penetration while everybody's sitting around, like, <laughs> let's get boners together. This is going to be awesome. I just want to remind uh, <laughs> listeners that Swingers is one of my favorite movies of all time. And this is where the podcast has gone. This, and I... And I <laughs> I helped to get us there in this this instance. <laughs> well, again, we liked the movie, so it was bound to go off the rails. What else can we say? Uh, you've you've made that uh, that joke about the uh, the uh, Chris Farley show uh, <laughs> half a dozen times. Oh, I love this. Remember that <laughs> scene? Cool? Well, that's there's the, a reason Jared Jared and I can do without Hyro can do forty some minutes on a racer, uh, a movie mm. that uh, we do not care wit about. Swingers a little different. I would say the to bring it back to swingers and to try to bring in the pornography and all that element, um, the level of patheticness, patheticness is raised because they are trying to constantly impress not only each other but they're trying to impress strangers in the town. I get, to what Hiro is saying is maybe the Miami LA element of it is that there's kind of a poser quality to everyone they meet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. It's not gonna happen in kentucky like there i mean being a teenager in high school maybe that you that's probably as close as we get to these guys is when we were in high school because you're constantly concerned about how you look your appearance but an adult kentucky male would have nothing really in common with the goings-ons of these people as far as always looking around like they're sitting at a restaurant i mean that's how the film ends and the character played by vince vaughn thinks this woman is like hitting on him like at a diner like just he's always on and he always thinks other people are aware of his presence that uh that does not happen here really at least not with these two uh, kentucky males on the show <laughs> we we went out a lot we went out to bars a lot in our um mid to late 20s and there's nothing. There's nothing that's... Uh, we went to Vegas. Uh, I'd say the closest thing there is is how many old, disgusting people there are in mm. Vegas at oh, all hours they're of the day. they're on the shitty side of Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> we went to Bally's, and it was nothing like... Uh, it Actually, it was, was close to the opening of Swingers, to be honest. It was that you're in the... Uh, it's very close. The Dead Casino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because uh, oh, two of our friends are degenerate gamblers, uh, they were totally cool with it. They they wanted to be with the, uh, the old fucks there. Hiro, Mike went out and um, 
met a buddy, a podcasting buddy, and the rest of us was were left to our own devices. And we went to the uh, restaurant in the hotel, and they split entrees. I swear to God, I've I'm, heard this story. Never, <laughs> you were livid. Uh, yes. Did I tell that story? Okay, you told uh, it to me uh, another time. But yes, I am Jesus very familiar Christ. with this story. Unbelievable. Go to Vegas probably the first and last times in their own lives. Well, you know, the Sabaros really run me out of money. I think we need to go. Sabaros. Ever in my life would I think that uh, me hanging out with, uh, Sherry said, a podcast buddy, uh, I would end up being uh, with the cooler gang than my friends arguing over how to split <laughs> Split the ticket. Who, who who was this? Was it who was the podcast buddy? Maynard or something? No, he's a Arizona guy. I, I was thinking down. that uh, Ben Zook is a native of Vegas. Oh, yeah, so okay. he was showing me. Which actually, I you know, all credit to him. He was kind of pointing out places that we would we did spend the rest of the weekend going to sort of local bars and stuff. So um, that was pretty good to get away from the the dinosaurs, as seen in the opening of Swingers. <laughs> You guys couldn't afford to be on like the good part of the of the strip, like the really big fancy hotels. We ordered Domino's while we were in Vegas. Jesus, <laughs> what kind of <laughs> nonsense is this? I shuffle across the floor, bowies, drunk off my ass, <laughs> Domino's pizza. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't have really shoes on. Living the swing. I'll say life. this about my friends. Um, they're never going to be peer pressured into spending more, spending outside their means. Uh, and mm, the first scene with John Favreau when he's telling Vince Vaughn that I can only spend what three hundred of this. It's like you know, it's mm, blood money. Right. Nope. They they know that they are fed by Domino's and uh, they're fine with it. And they don't expect any, rightfully so, any women to be looking their direction. Nope. So nobody took Dave up on this on this. Hey, let's all get together at the most expensive restaurant in Lexington. Uh, Offer? Hopefully never again. Yo, baby! I'll just leave it there. Oh, True Swingers. <laughs> the Swingers Kentucky version. I'd love to see that movie. It was usually uh, me <laughs> passed out beside a bush, uh, Corey trying to fight somebody, and Mike left to corral the cats, I suppose. <laughs> Heard the it's like cats. urban cowboy or something. Or like, uh, like what's the what's the old one? I've never Volta seen that. But I, the I know thing. the poster. Yes. Um, yeah. Probably not even that cool. Probably not. Jesus. The Scotch on the rocks, please. Any Scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengowrie. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. All right, listen. I took out $300, but I'm only betting with $100. I can't afford any more than that. All right? I figure if we buy a lot of chips, though, the pip also see us. They'll comp us all sorts of free shit. That's how it works over there, all right? But you got to be cool, man. I'm cool, baby. I'm cool. They're going to give Daddy a room, some breakfast, maybe Bennett singing. I know, just a place, Mike. Wait, what the hell are you wearing? I thought you said we're going to wear suits. Oh, Mike, you got to stop worrying about us. Christ. Come on, man. It's a, if you're wearing a suit and you look like you gamble a lot, they give you free shit. It's in the back, all right? I'll put it on when we get there. Uh-uh. No way. No, turn around. I'm going home. I'm going. you got to show up wearing that suit. Otherwise all right, already, okay? I'll put my suit on. Grab the wheel. Hold it steady. I'm telling you, this is how you do it. I know, but I'm watching you when on. you drive up. Fine, I'm telling you, that's fine. how it works. 
It could work. I'm serious. They're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. You dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Vegas. You think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! Vegas.